So it seems like the Russians are are very broken up about the release of Tucker Carlson from Fox News earlier on this week. Uh, first of all, RT, Russia Today, a, a Russian-funded uh, and backed news source, has offered Tucker Carlson a job in a tweet saying that uh, whatever things you got in trouble for at Fox News or, or whatever questions you, you got in trouble for asking, feel free to come and ask those questions on our network. And uh, even Russian Foreign Minister Sergey Lavrov uh, brought it up un, unprovoked, unprompted at the United Nations on, on Tuesday, which I, I can imagine he's not really that popular of a guy um, at the United Nations. Sergey Lavrov, that, that is. And he goes, uh, he says in front of uh, the United Nations, perhaps it would be useful to consider how things are with freedom of speech in the United States. I'm trying my best not to break out into my Ivan Drago uh, impression because that'd be insensitive. Uh, he continues, I've heard that Tucker Carlson has left Fox News. It's curious news. What is it related to? One can only guess. But clearly, the wealth of views in the American information space has suffered as a result. So um, Tucker Carlson, Russia's free speech champion here in the United States, um, has been slayed. For the time being, but uh, I don't think he'll be gone for long, depending on what his non-compete was with Fox, um, as long as something super cancelable uh, doesn't come out with uh, any of the discovery in the uh, Fox News producer, uh, Abby Grossman, I believe her name was. Is it Abby Grossberg or Abby Grossman? Hold on. Oh, Abby Grossman. My apologies. Uh, as long as uh, nothing super cancelable comes out in her lawsuit against Fox News as a sexist, hostile work environment, um, he'll have his pick of places that he can go to once he's available. I think the only issue will be uh, who can pay him the most. I'm sure RT Russia Today uh, has a lot of uh, money uh, backed by the ruble and uh, treasures pillaged from the invasion of Ukraine to um, pay Tucker Carlson, whatever he wants. Uh, but it turns out that uh, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon, who was let go on Monday as well, to much less fanfare, they have hired the same uh, attorney to go after Fox News, to go after CNN. Um, Monday was a, a seismic day in the world of cable news, but it was a very good day for attorney Brian Freeman. Friedman, I apologize. Um, he is a entertainment lawyer. Um, who specializes in getting pay big payouts for his um, clients after they've been let go from high-profile jobs um, in broadcasting. He got Megyn Kelly $30 million uh, after she was fired by NBC after that rocky uh, go and, and, and that experiment. So um, you know, maybe, maybe they'll meet each other in, in the waiting room of his office and They'll talk about all the money that they got from their former employer and uh, how they never have to work a day in their life. And, and maybe they'll uh, strike up a friendship and, and start a podcast or start their own thing. Who knows? But uh, um, it doesn't matter if you're red. It doesn't matter if you're blue. The one color that unites all of us is green. One man who does have the cachet and trust of the Tucker Carlson 8 o'clock audience who could easily take over for him is, is actually former President Donald Trump. 
Uh, I said the same thing about him when um, Rush Limbaugh passed away. Um, you know, who are you going to put at that 12 to 3 time slot syndicated all over the nation um, that has the who, whose name carries the weight and the cachet of, of Rush Limbaugh in the uh, conservative movement or or whatever it is now? And I said, well, it's too bad uh, President Donald Trump is involved in politics because I'm sure people would listen to him, uh, tune in and listen to him just riff freestyle off the top of his head for for three hours. And of course, now we see that it's taken multiple people to replace Rush Limbaugh. Uh, But I digress. Um, Trump is still trying to make this truth social thing work. I think that um, Elon Musk buying Twitter took a lot of wind out of those sales. But it it seems to be the only place he um, uh, posts now. I believe he's no longer banned on Twitter because of Elon Musk. Um, but, uh, the other day, 21 hours ago, uh, so it's 10 AM on Wednesday. So 21 hours ago from there, uh, he posted this on his true social page and I will not, I will not do a, uh, Donald Trump impression. I, I, everyone has one. They're all mostly bad. Even Alec Baldwin's is pretty terrible. The new guy in SNL does really good Donald Trump, but the rest of us, we don't. Everybody has pretty good Bill Clinton though. So anyway, should I read this as Bill Clinton? No, that'd be stupid. Uh, He writes on True Social, Donald Trump that is, I see that everybody is talking about the Republican debates, but nobody got my approval or the approval of the Trump campaign before announcing them. When you're leading by seemingly insurmountable numbers and you have hostile networks with angry Trump and MAGA-hating anchors asking the questions, why subject yourself to being libeled and abused? Also, the second debate is being held at the Reagan Library, the chairman of which is amazingly Fred Ryan, publisher of the Washington Post. All caps, no. Um, Donald Trump has done this before, by the way. Um, He has uh, straight up refused to uh, participate in one of the presidential um, debates. It was January 2016, and I believe it was ahead of the Iowa caucus. So what he did is he held his own um, town hall event trying to counter program. And, and I don't know if Fox News or Newsmax or, or, or any of the uh, super partisan networks picked it up. Most places didn't. Most people didn't. Uh, uh, they watched the debate. Um, but Donald Trump ended up winning the presidency that year. So um, you could argue that that publicity stunt did did work, although he did um, participate in in later subsequent debates. Um, yeah, you know, here's the thing: it, this seems like another Donald Trump temper tantrum and playing the victim. Um, you know these these same quote unquote networks that he says hates him and 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 is against him um, are the same networks that give him millions and millions of dollars of free exposure. Anytime he says something stupid. In fact, I would say that all that free exposure uh, in the industry, I guess it's called earned media, where you get media coverage not because you reached out to book an interview or not because um, you you paid for airtime. Earned media is the the media covering you because you're making news. Um, All that earned media, I think, got him elected in 2016. So, uh, you know, he plays the victim. He plays the martyr. 
Uh, there's a subreddit on Reddit called Persecution Fetish that he falls right into. Um, but he kind of does have a point. I mean, if you are the clear front runner, and it seems like he he is emerging, he is pulling away from Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis got that huge bump after the 2022 election where the only place Republicans did well was in Florida. Uh, but it seems like... Uh, Ron DeSantis' star is kind of crashing back down to earth. I don't know if Donald Trump was able to um, leverage this uh, felony accusation against him uh, in New York pertaining to the alleged Stormy Daniels hush money. Uh, but when that happened, I said to myself, all right, Donald Trump is the king of, uh, of taking his indiscretions and making them work for him. So it does beg the question, if you are a frontrunner so far out ahead of the pack, does debating, uh, engaging in a debate, participating in a, in a debate, does that benefit you? And I would say it doesn't. I would say that if you're Donald Trump and you're out this far ahead of everyone else at this early stage, and as far as I know, the only... Um, People who have uh, declared uh, to run against him, um, Nikki Haley. People are waiting for Ron DeSantis to jump in, but he's kind of doing this ho hum. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm campaigning, but I'm I'm putting it under the guise of a a book tour or the guise of a trade mission to Japan. Um, Donald Trump debating those folks who will probably split the vote. Actually, it probably behooves. Donald Trump to have as many other people um, in the primary as possible because his loyalists will vote for vote for him. He'll kind of keep the same market share of the votes, and then the rest of them will um, kind of divvy up the rest amongst each other, sort of uh, diluting whatever's rest uh, left of, of of the voter base. Uh, but Donald Trump not participating in this is essentially the same thing as him. Um, being ahead at the beginning of the third quarter of a football game and just uh, kneeling and running out the clock. Um, because, I, I mean, it's true. For, for every other candidate, it would be suicide to not participate in a debate because you want people to see you, you want that TV exposure, you want that FaceTime um, but with Donald Trump and, and probably uh, to an extent Joe Biden, who kind of was kept out of the way in, 20, in 2020 during COVID and um, just kind of doing videos from his basement. For these two guys, probably the, the less you see of them between now and the election in 2024, the better. But it's not right. It's not the way our system was set up. It's not good for discourse. It's not good for democracy. Um, because chances are, whatever Donald Trump does in the debates, the same thing's going to happen in 2016. He's going to say a couple things, and people are going to grumble, and it's going to become a controversy, and all that's going to do is strengthen his campaign and mobilize his base. So yes, Donald Trump does not need these debates in order to win the uh, Republican nomination, but he should. Voters should have as much information and as much exposure to these candidates as possible. Um, 
Gretchen Whitmer did something similar, although she didn't refuse to debate. I think, well, there's someone else I think did, but I, I don't want to say it because I, I don't want to put out false information. But there was some, um, there, there was some hand-wringing and, and some uh, pearl-clutching from the Tudor Dixon campaign uh, because Governor Whitmer uh, wanted to schedule the debates late in October. Um, and, and by that time, a lot of mail-in ballots had already been cast. So she was kind of doing something similar, just sort of running out, out the clock on, on her huge lead. Um, but these debates are here for a reason. Uh, these debates are absolute clown shows. They usually just devolve into uh, a bunch of people interrupting each other, going over their time. The, uh, the moderator it never gets good reviews. But they're necessary, and I think Donald Trump he might uh, he might take a, a a page out of his playbook from 2016 and sit out a uh, uh, the Republican debate. But I think eventually he will participate, and I think eventually uh, it'll be advantageous for him. The numbers and the data are slowly trickling in, um, giving us kind of a snapshot about how the Bud Light Dylan Mulvaney uh, collaboration has worked out for the brand. Um, back in, in March, Bud Light sent Dylan Mulvaney, who is a uh, transgendered woman, um, a can of Bud Light, a bunch of cans of Bud Light with her face on it to celebrate her one year of, of being a woman. And on certain cans, they put uh, um, those, those, those rainbows uh, on them to celebrate the lgbtq community of course you saw all these grown men like uh kid rock travis tritt um some brantley gilbert guy um throwing adult men hissy fits and uh just people all over your social media page boycotting because uh they don't want that trans beer making them gay and uh and uh you know uh, you think to yourself, okay, everybody's cry, cries boycotts, but normally when something like this happens, it actually helps the brand uh, because it helps their their name recognition and uh, it 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 increases sales. Uh, well, of course, last week we found out that the Bud Light stock had plummeted. Uh, story on Axios today: it uh, took data from this company called Beerboard, and it's not a it's not a comprehensive. Um, look at, at how much beer was sold, but it counts beer sales at Buffalo Wild Wings, TGI Fridays, and Hooters, which I think would give you a pretty good snapshot of uh, of how well a beer is selling. Now, it turns out that Bud Light actually had a very good March, but in April, it says Bud Light sales were down 21% the week that ended in April 15th and 11% the week before. And so I, I think if you're looking at these numbers objectively, from a sales and, and branding standpoint, this this did not work out for Bud Light. And, and that's disappointing. That's disappointing as, as a society. And oh my God, here we go. I'm, I'm getting my scoldy tone. I, I told myself I'm not going to get scoldy with this topic. <clears throat> Look, it's, it, 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 it's disappointing that, that we as a society um, are, are still not there completely embracing and, and tolerating the LGBTQ community. Um, people are taking um, their old homophobia um, talking points 
that thankfully are no longer socially acceptable in 2023 and they're 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 transposing them onto the trans community and they're they're calling them everything from groomers to pedophiles um when there's no data to to back that up um you know the culture warriors are fighting against drag shows because god forbid uh you know some 10 year old might make it into a drag show by mistake where they can just slap uh 18 and over just like just like any other side gendered uh, 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 strip show or burlesque show, if there's there's adult situations, you keep kids out of it, but you don't need to um, outlaw an entire community of people because you think they're weird. Um, but I wouldn't completely put this on society. I would put it on Bud Light. For years and years, Bud Light has cultivated this image, and they've been doing these these um, commercials. Um, back in the 90s, 2000s, about, and they were usually pretty funny, but, you know, some guy does order a Bud Light and his masculinity is questioned, or some guy buys one beer and he's not as attractive to the hot chick working at the bar as the guy who gets the Bud Light. So they've kind of cultivated the type of fan base who would be triggered by someone from the trans community uh, being, sold, uh, being sent uh, free beer for them being trans. I wonder how this uh, this uh, campaign would have been received if it was another beer company, uh, if it was one of the craft beers run by run and consumed by a younger, more liberal um, customer base. But as it stands, Bud Light itself, um, you know, instead of you know, instead of people saying, "Oh, all right, well, I don't care for that," and keep scrolling and, and go go on with their day, they they had to act like this was some kind of big um, threat to society and uh, make videos of them shooting 24 packs with machine guns. I don't, whatever they're overcompensating for, I don't know. It, it makes me wish I liked Bud Light more to drink them and support them, but I'm also not going to, I'm not going to be like the uh, Chick-fil-A, the, the Chick-fil-A uh, pray the gay away folks who the day after the controversy erupted with with their CEO when he was quoted for being against gay marriage. They all lined up. You know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of consumer activism, um, but I I I I feel I, I I feel like this is one of those measuring sticks in society to kind of show where we are, and uh, when it comes to being tolerant of grown adults just trying to live their life, we failed miserably. At least this test. At least that demographic.